welcome to another exciting episode of Mount Zion Center Carway Podcast. My name is Chimpukasa Sala and I am going to be your host for today. Stuff. All right, so we're going to read Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 19. It's a bit of a lengthy reading, but this is important for what we're going to talk about this morning. I'm going to read in your hearing. Bible says, Now it came to pass after these things um, that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and two of his young men with him. Isaac, his, uh, two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood uh, for the burning offering, and arose and there, and went to the place which God had told him. Verse four. Then on the third day, it was a long journey, so it took thirty days. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place far afar off. Um, and Abraham said to his young man, young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and I will come back to you. Verse 6, and Abraham took um, the wood of the burnt offerings and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. The two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, there's fire and there's wood. But I can't see. You don't see any offering. And verse 8. Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself a lamb uh, for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And when they went, then they went to a place um, of which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay out, do not lay uh, your hand on the lad or do anything to him for now. I, for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son from me. And verse 13. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket of the of its thickets by its horns so abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son and abraham called the name of the place the lord will provide as it is said to this day in the mount of the lord it shall be provided uh, verse 15 then the angel of the lord called to abraham and the second time out of heaven and said by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have not, you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will bless uh, my own, your only son. Blessings, I will bless you. I am multiplying. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and as the sand 
which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemies. Verse 18. So your seed, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. That was quite a lengthy reading. Let's close in prayer. No, let's, <laughs> let's just pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Even as we look into your word, we ask that you may give us understanding, uh, give us uh, insight in the name of Jesus Christ. That the heaven will open over us this morning. May I look into your word, Lord, that will be edified and, to, and that will dine at your table. In just name we pray. Amen and amen. Before you take your seats, I want to turn to your neighbor and, and, and tell them, lose your grip. Turn to your other neighbor and say, lose your grip. <laughs> and you can take your seats in the house of the Lord this morning. All right. So in the month, this month of June, we're talking about defining moments. Um, last week, we, talk, we mentioned uh, moments when God stops. And um, um, we got to learn about how uh, pivotal those moments are because at times when God seemingly looks like he has stopped, after he has caught, after you have caught his attention, it looks like everything's working out fine. Then you just see the road broke, boom, and it looks like maybe God has, has stopped or has not considered you. Uh, when God stops, maybe he has stopped and he's healing somebody. Like he was healing, like, the, last week he was healing the, the woman, the issue of blood, while, while Jairus was waiting for his daughter to, to, to meet Jesus. And whilst uh, he was healing the woman, the issue of blood, uh, he got news that his daughter had actually died. Uh, and those moments that we, be, that we find our, hell, our, our faith is tried and, um, 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 and, and the end of it, if we tarry and if we continue, we are built and never the same. Amen. So today we're going, we're going, we're going further because defining moments can either make you or break you. Uh, depending on how much you know on how God operates, if you um, certain things happen to you, uh, you may actually give up when that thing was actually meant to make you. So these moments can actually make you, build you up, and you may be fighting them, not knowing they're working all together for your good, because God wants you to be uh, perfect, and that's how He's able to uh, uh, make highlight certain things or certain characteristics about about Him. Yeah, so defining moments. Yeah, God is the one who makes men, okay? God is the one who makes men. You may think about your pedigree and everything, your accolades, but one who's impossible, responsible for making men is God. So in various methods, uh, in his, he, he's not, in fact, he's not lost. He, is, he has so many ways in which he can use uh, life situations and what, um, uh, we find, where we find ourselves to make sure that we are made. Um, so he wants to make sure that we, we are made, Okay. Yeah. So sometimes um, um, everything that we that we that, 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 that not everything we get um, is 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 uh, is a gift. Um, uh, there are certain instances in our lives where things that we 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 have to us are tied to certain actions that we actually took. Uh, every God gives grace to everybody. Um, and God loves everybody the same. He cannot love you more than he loves you right now. Um, but even as much as God loves us the same, not each and every individual is different, okay? He loves us the same, but not uh, each, um, every person is different. Every man is different. We are loved the same by God, okay? But we're not the same. 
Okay, that's how you, uh, you, you know that some people who are anointed, other people are not as anointed, uh, other people are gifted, other people are not as gifted, you know. He still loves us the same, but depending on how we navigate through life and navigate through uh, uh, our faith, our, our, our relationship with him, we'll either be rewarded for that uh, step that we take or, or not, okay. So this is open to everybody. Uh, it's not that it's not simply for a few or what, but it's open to everybody. Whoever wants to press in to God, uh, we're going to receive a reward. So depending on how much you press in, um, yeah. So the more you press in, the more reward you get. So God loves everybody the same. Okay, He loves. He can't love you more or less. But the way He rewards people, He rewards them differently based on how much they have pressed pressing into Him. Bible tells us that if you draw near to you, as you draw near to Him. So you're your own barrier. So the more and more you draw into God, the more and more you can draw. God can draw to you and you begin to experience more of him. So these actions, they are pre- premeditated actions that you take in the direction of God so you can be able to get rewards from, from, from him. Are we understanding this evening, this morning? Yeah. So this morning, I want to talk about uh, moments when God asks. Moments when God asks. These are defining moments, and I know this story that we read this morning is one which is very uh, common, and most people know, where uh, God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only, his only son. And we, 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 we know this story. Um, what happened before Isaac was born uh, is that um, his wife was barren for several years. Um, yet, 25 years uh, before he, Isaac was born, um, in fact, he got, he, got the, he got the promise of Isaac 25 years before Isaac was born. So between the, time, uh, the, promise, between the promise and the time Isaac was born, a lot of things happened. Okay? So he had received the, the promise that he's going to have uh, a seed and the child, and the, 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 the whole earth will be blessed through his generation. However, his, his wife was barren, okay? His wife was barren, and because of um, that promise, I think, they, I, think he, he, I think he communicated that promise so well, to the point that the wife says suggesting him to take another woman, in fact, one of, her, one of us, our mates, so that he can have that promise can be fulfilled through that, that woman. But unfortunately, when that lady fell pregnant, there were issues in the home. There were issues to the point that she, she even chased the maid out of uh, the house because of, the, because of her being pregnant for her, for her husband. And uh, that one who was born from the maid was called Ishmael. But Ishmael was not God's plan, was not God's uh, uh, process, not part of God's process and God's agenda. You know, so we tried to make these things work on their own when God had, had already designed the way that he wanted these things to, to actually play, to play out. Yeah, so, so, so after Ishmael is born, four years passed, you know, and then, uh, uh, in fact, 14 years later, yeah, Isaac is born. So we see Ishmael had even grown <laughs> until this promise was actually fulfilled. You know, but what we have to know is that um, God always wants us to be able to choose him above anything else. And there are many things that take God's place in our lives. 
Um, and he's going to ask us, because, not because he wants us to be sad, you know, but because he wants to know where our faith is actually lying. So God will not ask you to give up what doesn't matter to you. He's going to ask you to give up what matters to you. Not that, not so that to get sad, but so that you can know where your faith lies. And we see the story um, in Isaac, uh, Abraham and Isaac, because Isaac had been waiting for a long time. And whenever you wait for something for a long time, which has been promised, you spend of how much it costs. If you had to wait for a long time, you would treasure it, you know? So Isaac had to, we had to wait for 25 years for Isaac to be born. And when Isaac is born, the Lord is asking for him. It sounds like God is contradicting himself. You know, he answers this prayer, but he wants to take away the, wants to take away the prayer. So already you can see there's a contradiction between the promise and the command which he received in verse, in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1. You know, uh, yeah, in verse 2 he says, um, take, your, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, you know. And he's not, he's not, and, and the way he says your only son, remember there's Isaac. So Isaac is not the only son, okay? <laughs> there's another one, the one he got with, uh, the, uh, with Hagar, you know. But God is specifically saying your only, only son. Because if it was me, I would sacrifice a lot of brought problems in the home. <laughs> but God is very specific, you know. Your only son, Isaac, is the one that I want. And many times when God is asking us for certain things like this, we can easily point out something else. So what is sacrifice? I'm not giving you a sacrifice, you know. That's not what God is asking. God is asking for Isaac, not Ishmael. And there's so many Isaacs, if you forget to speak, um, uh, uh, Isaacs that will not matter to us. And it's easy for us to give away Ishmaels. But God will not ask you to give up what does not matter, what does not matter to you. John Maxwell, uh, I think, is a very uh, uh, popular leader, leadership uh, uh, t- teacher, mentor, you know, the pastor as well. In his book, 21 Laws of Leadership, he mentions one interesting law. And this one is the law of sacrifice. And the law of sacrifice says you cannot get something you want without giving up something in return. You cannot get something you want without giving up something in return. And the truth for life, really, if you want to pass on your exams, you have to give up a bit of leisure. You know, if you want to buy something, you have to give away some money, you know. So the law of sacrifice demands that in order for you to receive something, you have to be able to give up something. There are things that the Lord has given to us. Uh, Titus chapter, chapter 2, verse 11 says uh, the, the, the grace of God that's, that, that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Okay, but there are certain graces that require a human input. Okay? Um, in fact, even salvation requires a human input. Um, and that input is once someone has received the gospel message, okay, they have to say a prayer, okay, depending on the setting, or, or maybe they have to act, uh, come from the, 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 the pews and come to the front. There is that human aspect to it, you know. And that's how the law of sacrifice works. And it's what... Abraham was, 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 going, was going through. That's what Abraham was going, going through. And when you read in verse 3, you can begin to actually uh, imagine the kind of emotion, emotional state Abraham was in. Because in verse 3, 
he rose up early and started his donkey. I probably, he probably didn't even sleep that night <laughs> after God asked him or to do what, 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 what he, what, what, what he uh, was asked to, to do. It was quite uh, a huge, a severe sacrifice which he had to, which had to, which had to make. Not only that, you know, uh, even the things that he needed to, 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 to carry out that, uh, that task that the Lord had given him, he, the son was made to carry it. This was adding salt to the wound, you know. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what you're willing to give up from God to gain him instead. I don't know what you're willing to give up from God to gain him instead. This is a different kind of dynamic. It's easy to, to, to say whatever did not come from him, you know, give away. It didn't come from him, give away. But what, when the Lord asks you to give away something which came from him, are you willing to give it away? And the dilemma usually is you're going to, be, you're going to grapple with that. It came from God. Why is he asking you to take it away? It came from him anyway. I'm not grabbing, you know. You might even pray it away. <laughs> uh, this is the devil, you know. Shrivel and die, you know. But it was the Lord asking him. How do you know whether it's a, it's, it's, it's a test or it's... it's it's uh, coming from the devil. It's a test. It, it builds faith. Okay? A test will always end up in faith. But temptation will always end up in sin. Okay? So if you're tempted and you use that temptation, the, the end result is sin. If you are tested from God, test you. It builds up, it builds up your faith. But there's so many things you can, t- you can say about, about this story. And I, and I really hope I'm going to be able to, to stick to what I... What, 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 what I have to, 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 to say for, to us today, maybe we can continue next year, whatever else happens there. But I want to see how you can be get some, some more um, uh, information on, on what, when God was asking something. Because God is going to ask us something that matters to us. You know? Yeah. It's easy to give up your, maybe praise, can we praise again? Just open up your mouth and worship, you know. But these are things that really, 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 really mattered to, to Abraham. And there's so many things that matter to you, and the Lord is asking you this morning, are you willing to give away even that thing which came from me to gain me instead? So God wants your faith to be in him and not in things. God wants your faith to be in him and not, and not in things. What, 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 is, what is so interesting about, about things is that whenever you love something, uh, really, really love something, your life begins to circle around that thing, okay? So the, 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 your, your life will move at the frequency of that thing that you, that you love. If it's a relationship, you know, it's going to move at the frequency of that relationship. You want to make sure that everything that you do in your life will be, will be um, to make sure that you don't lose that, that relationship, you know. If it's, if it, if it, if it, if it's uh, uh, something, if it's a gift that you have or, or access that you have, that you love so much, you've got access to it, especially an individual. You make sure that your life is always surrounded around that access that you have without that, that, that individual, you know. Yeah, but... God wants us to move our faith from things and our faith to be in him. 
if you look at this story, um, I, I imagine because this promise was given to Abraham, he kept t- telling the story to the, the son. Telling the story to the son. Telling the story to the son. You know, to the point that he knew that I'm, I'm carrying something from, from the Lord. Because it's not everybody who can, even if, even if no matter how much you loved your father, if your father came, your father came with a knife and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and fire, and firewood, you're asking where is the offering? You know, you think the Lord is going to provide? He puts you on the altar. He's going to fire in one side and a knife in one side. You know, you'll be like, mm, this is my father for real. Maybe it's me Ishmael. You know, maybe Isaac has remained. And you'd vow that day that I'll never follow my father anywhere else. <laughs> you know, but it's like he was able to communicate faith to, to, to him. He was able to tell the son, no, don't worry, the Lord is going to provide. And Isaac was able to, 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 to go on that, on that altar. So God wants your faith to be in him and not, and not in him. Even when uh, the command from him sounds like a contradiction. Um, if, uh, if you look at the story, the picture that the computer went off at the time, we're reading it. I was going to highlight uh, certain points where when God spoke to, to Abraham, he said, here I am, Lord. When the angel came again, he said, here I am, Lord. When the angel spoke again, he said, here I am, Lord. You know, so he, he, he was able to know when it was God speaking because he was, he had made sure that, that the line was open. He was always making sure that he was, he became familiar with the, 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 the voice of the Lord. He came to know the voice of God. Had he not known the voice of God, he had, he would have struggled at that particular point. You know, our encouragement is, even as we're going through this uh, a series of defining moments, uh, make, make it your, your personal mission that you begin to tarry in the presence of God. So when he's saying something that does not sound like uh, something you've heard before, if you know his voice, you know, you know when it's him saying it. Even when it doesn't come from the way that you hear God, because God speaks to people differently, but you know it's going to sound, still sounds like God. You know what I mean? Because you've heard it over his voice over and over again. There are more miracles. There's no magic. This happens when you're tired in the presence of God. That's when you get to know the voice of God, like Abraham was able to, to know. But when God speaks, it's here I am, Lord. When God speaks, here I am, here I am, I am, Lord. In verse, uh, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, chapter 22, um, and verse... In look of a see verse eight. No, verse five. The verse five there? Yeah. To verse five. Right, verse five says this. Because Abraham is in a crisis. Okay? He's he's in a crisis, he's about to give away his his son, but look at, look at what he says in verse 5. It says, Abraham said to the young man, okay, stay here with the donkey and the lad. I will go yonder and worship and will come back to you. So, the, the time is leaving the slaves because he carried the son and, and, and another, another man, okay, who remained with the, with the donkeys, you know. 
But when, when he was going, he didn't go uh, complaining. Because if you had that kind of uh, assignment from the Lord, whenever someone, even someone has not asked you uh, where we're going, but, but, kwena. No, but, kwena. But, but you see, <laughs> Abraham's kind, uh, kind of, uh, uh, of attitude was different. You know, he's been given an assignment from the Lord. He says, no, offer your son to me. He's not telling the, because he heard the Lord and respected the voice that he heard from the Lord. He called it worship. No. God is taken away from him, but he's still calling it, calling it worship. Can you imagine that kind of intimacy that he had? No wonder he qualifies to be called the father of faith. <laughs> yeah. Where God is taking away his only son and he's calling it worship. Not only did he say I'm calling it worship, but we will come back to you. Right? So God has said something to him. He told him that uh, the nation of the earth will be blessed through me. Okay, which means that if he has a son, his generation, the son's generation is going to continue. Yeah. So he did not, not really, he did not really care, you know, what house was going to work. But because God has said it, and that was his son, he said, no, I'll come back. We'll come back to you. We, we will come back. We will come back to you. And we get more insight on what was happening here when we read Hebrews chapter 11, verse uh, 19, uh, 17 and 19. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 and 19. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested to offer up Isaac, and uh, he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which um, he also received him in a figurative sense. You know, the scripture is telling us here, that even though he had heard this kind of uh, wild or crazy <laughs> instruction to do something which was uh, heinous or, or, or severe, in his head, he had made it, okay, God said, in your seed, shall be called, you know? Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. Even from the dead. So even if he was going to go through the entire process, God's going to raise him from the dead. But something amazing happens, okay? Because sometimes we can be so uh, 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 bent on, let me just get this over and done with, that you stop listening. That you stop hearing to what God is, is saying. When we read the story of Abraham uh, here, he's about, to, he's about to strike his son and he hears an angel speak, you know? And the angel stopped him. So you can imagine if all this way, if his ears were closed, that you know? He was not going to hear that the next instruction the Lord had given to him, okay? So the gifts of God are without repentance, Okay, so it's important you get to know what the word, what God's word says concerning what he has given to you. So when things come that are contradicting, you know, your ears will always be open to hear what, what is he still saying? Is he still saying, you know, that I, I do this? Because many would have gone ahead. But you told me to kill him, I've killed him. And you're not listening, you know. But Abraham was, 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 was listening to what the, what, what the, 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 the Lord was was going to say to him, even in that in the heat of the moment. 
So, what you're willing to let go of will determine the strength of your faith. What you're willing to let go of will determine the strength of your faith. Oh, Abraham uh, was the son, okay? God asked him to give away his, his son. We see so many stories. I think even Jesus Christ, well, he met a man, a rich man, who told him, no, listen, I've, I've kept all the ten, all the ten commandments, you know. Uh, what else should I do to be perfect? And what did just tell him? Just told him, give away all your property, you know. But what is just Christ highlighting there? He was highlighting to the man that you're saying you're perfect, but you're, too, you're still holding on so strongly to your wealth, you know. And the scripture tells us that he, that young man went away sad because he wanted to be perfect. And just Christ was able to highlight where the man needed, needed help as a sacrifice. When just Christ went to um, Zacchaeus' house, okay, Zacchaeus, out of his encounter with, with, with the Lord, did not give away all his income, all his wealth, okay? He gave away half, all right? Not only that, when just Christ was in the temple and that woman, a woman came with, with a coin, you know, and gave the coin, while other people came with a lot of money and gave, he still was able to show some form of differentiation, but everything was, was a sacrifice, okay? So, depending on the call of God on your life, the sacrifice will be different, okay? The sacrifice will be different, but the weight of the sacrifice to the person who's given sacrifice will be the same, okay? I don't know if it's, it's, it's making, uh, able to, uh, you're getting what I'm saying. The weight of the sacrifice will be equal, okay? The person who's sacrificing, the, the, the emotion of feeling that sacrifice will be the same, all right? Whilst it might take different forms depending on what, your call, what God's call for your life is, the, 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 the weight of it, the emotion of it to be the same, okay? I'm going to give an example of myself. For me to do the work I'm doing, it required that I, that I, that I quit my job, okay, in dollar. I, oh, I was hard. I thank God for my wife. <laughs> yeah. I can say it again. Yeah. I thank God for my, for my wife, all right? Because uh, 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 we're doing fine. Yeah. yeah. So, stopping... Um, work to answer the call was the sacrifice I had to take, okay? But my sacrifice won't be the sacrifice of everybody, okay? If you don't hear God, you're going to stop work and you're going to starve, <laughs> you know? But the weight of a sacrifice, depending on, depending on what your call, your call is, okay? There will be a sacrifice which demanded of you. And as God has given to you gifts and as you've made even uh, uh, prayers to God, he's going to test those things that you've said to him. God will not leave you and forsake you. Then something happens, you know. Then you'll be tempted to leave. Or you'll be tested to, to, to stay, you know. So depending on, on what the core is. And I'm saying this because sometimes when we'll be looking at somebody's sacrifice, mm, that you forget your own calling and the own kind of weight that you need to carry. That should not be the case, okay? So long that, you've, so long that you, 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 you know that you have, you, have sacri, you have sacrificed. So the weight may be different. So the, the, the sacrifice may be different, but the weight of it will be, will, be, will, will be the same. And there are so many things that are accessible to us, even in the faith. And this is accessible to us by 
by, by, by only when we let go, when our hands are, hands are empty, so we can receive more from the Lord. If our hands are full with stuff, things, the Lord is going to uh, look for ways in which he's going to test your heart. And when the testing comes, it may go, it's going to, sometimes it's going to feel as if it's, uh, it's the enemy trying to, to swear you. you know? But if you've been in the presence of the Lord, you're going to know it's God. If you have it not been, you won't be able to differentiate. Okay? Yeah. You'll be able to differentiate. So you have to make sure that even uh, as you are walking, whether there's a crisis or not, whether there's an instruction or not, that you continue being in the presence of the Lord. As you turn in the presence of the Lord, you get to know his voice. When you get to know his voice, when the instruction comes, even when it's contradicting what you have said before, because you heard him, you're still going to carry on doing that work. So that at the end of it, like it was for Abraham, that he was able to receive a blessing from, from the Lord. And that's the same with everybody else. Regardless of how you, regardless of where you walk, your, how your walk is, um, what your walk with God will require of you. God is always going to reward those steps that you take in faith in his direction. And he's going to ask you hard things. Even this year, he's going to ask you, he's going to ha- ask you hard things, you know. But depending on, 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 on your strength, depending on how much you're willing to let go, then you're going to know how strong your faith is. Can you be standing then as we come to a close? I have one more scripture here, then we'll, then we'll go. James chapter 1 and verse 3 to 4. It says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So when God is asking us for stuff, he's asking us to give up stuff, asking us to let go of stuff. This is the end of it, you know, that we'll be perfect in him, lacking nothing. You'll be perfect in him, lacking nothing. So for some of us, what it may require is something just as simple as a bit time or, you know, things that may be simple to somebody else, but just find they have no time. But the Lord is asking you to, to demonstrate those things that you profess. If you've been praying, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me. Um, when, when, when uh, I think we just started dating, you know, I think I even mentioned to her. I mentioned to her, ah, oh, no, my plan is after I do my, uh, my, my, my school, I want to go do theology, you know. Because that time the Holy Spirit hammered me. He comforted me. Yeah? Also, also, I didn't encounter it. My life was never the same. So that was my plan was, you know. And I remember we, I, I told her, I'm going to fast for three days. You know, you know what type of food. And I was so young at that time, eh? Hey, I was over 19 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> No water, no food. You know, and that was my prayer was Lord use me. He was asking me, what are you fasting for? Fasting for ministry for God to use me. You know, and that was wait, twenty ten, huh? Yeah, twenty ten, twenty yeah, twenty ten. When that was happening, you know, and I, I didn't know what what that even meant. You know, so when the Lord was asking me to 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 to, to stop work and. Uh, go into ministry full time, you know. I fought with it. But she reminded me <laughs> of those moments. But you remember you used to pray. It's not just me, not just me. Just take me as I am. Those songs, you know. Or Lord takes you as you are. 
you know. Yeah, so depending on, on, on what the call of God is over your life, the sacrifice look different, you know. But if God said it, you have to let go. Because if not, your life will be circled around those things. And God is very creative and with a very good, high sense of humor. The things that you love the most, you find certain things that going wrong, you know. So at least you can go back on your knees or something. And all this is so that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. I want us to pray. Father, in this season of defining moments, may you help me to let go. Help me to let go. The things that I hold dear, let me hold loosely to them. Let me know that I'm just a steward of these things that you give to me. They're not my own. And the beauty about knowing that God's a steward, it takes care of things that belongs to him. You know, instead of God, my marriage is not mine. I'm, holding, I'm not holding to it so tightly. I'm not holding it loosely. You know, because I'm just a steward, it's yours. And because it's yours, the owner takes care. Or takes, uh, uh, is one who, who meets the maintenance costs. Amen? Yeah. So, my admission this morning, you know, as we have moments of letting go, I don't know how this has hit, this someone has hit you, you know, but ask the Lord to help you. And God, give me grace to, to know and to let go. Let me give me an ear to you. For when you speak, I know it is your voice in just mighty name. Even if contradicting what you've told me before, give me the wisdom to know, oh God, that I have to carry on this in just mighty name. I may not pray away moments where you want to perfect me. I may not pray away moments where you want to make me better in the mighty name of Jesus. I may not discount my, 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 my defining moment in Jesus' mighty name. When you ask, oh God, I'll be ready to say, here I am, oh God. Here I am, oh God. Use me. Here I am, oh God. What's the next step? Here I am, oh God. What do you want, what do you want me to do in Jesus' mighty name? Hope you love me to pray. Ra, da, da, basha. Rika,